0: Hello everybody and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history and works of classic poets and modern day contemporary poets. My name is Nia Lewis, and on this week's episode, we will be talking about the life and works of poet aziza barnes aziza barnes was born on october 8, 1992 in los angeles they received their bfa from new york university and their mfa from the university of mississippi their poetry collection, I Be But I Ain't, published in 2016, won the Pammit River Prize. And their other poetry collection, Me, Aunt Jemima, and the Nail Gun, published in 2013, won the exploding Pincon Prize from Button Poetry. Barnes doesn't just write poetry, they've recently published a novel entitled The Blind Pig in 2019, and their first play Blacks, published in 2017, which even debuted at the Stephen Wolf Theater in Chicago. Other accolades include winning the Tangerine Award, the NYU Great Art Gallery Prize for Radical Presence, and the Emerging Poets Fellowship at Poets House. They are also a Kalaloo Fellow, Kalaloo being a quarterly journal that publishes work about the literature and culture of African diaspora. They've been an editor at Kinsfolk Quarterly and also co-founded the Poetry Gods podcast alongside John Sands and Jose Alvarez. What's so amazing and refreshing about Barnes's writing style is that they really love to weave slang into their poem. They want to really deconstruct that traditional and sophisticated nature that poetry often has. And I know that sometimes the formality of poetry can make it seem like it's an art form reserved for people of privilege, but... Barnes makes their poetry feel inviting and accessible through their use of conversational language. They state that they used to code switch depending on whether or not they were in a white or black space until they started to feel like they were going insane. This is why they fuse both academic and informal language together in their poems as they really want to stray away from putting their speech in one box and poetic craft in another. Using slang and conversational language is their way of bringing their true voice into their poems, while also allowing them to include the voice of their family members. Speaking of one's voice, when Barnes wrote I Be But I Ain't, published in 2016, it really allowed them to develop a deeper sense of identity. They classify this book as a Buildings Roman, which describes a novel that deals with a person's formative years or spiritual education. Barnes reveals that they feel like they grew into the book as they wrote it, coming into their queerness and learning how to use humor as a poetic tool throughout the process. As they strengthen their storytelling tools and gain more life experience, Barnes was able to properly convey the ideas that they had been thinking for so long. Now, they've realized that this book helped them grow, and it also gave them the license to be brave. In an interview with the Android Journal, they state, I feel at home in my body. And the questioning of that home daily. I feel freed up to write other joints now that this one is pinned down." In the terms of who influences their work, Barnes can go on forever, but a few include Richard Pryor, specifically his album The Sunset Strip, Stonewall Jackson, and Lucille Clifton. One interesting note Barnes makes about Clifton is how she wrote a length about cockroaches, something that Barnes likewise sprinkles throughout their book, I be but I ain't. They are a particular fan of her poem, Cruelty Don't Talk to Me About Cruelty. In the poem, Clifton writes, When I wanted the roaches dead, I wanted them dead and I killed them. I didn't ask their names. They had no names worth knowing. Now I watch myself. Whenever I enter a room, I never know what I might do. In response, Barnes says, The roach is me. The roach is my children. Barnes believes that the language used to justify the killing of cockroaches in the poem is the same language used to justify the killing of many marginalized groups, and even I myself am literally picturing individuals in these marginalized groups that are no longer with us because people didn't care to ask their names because they simply believed that their names were not worth knowing. And it breaks my heart to feel the reality of that poem, even if it's about roaches and What I almost thought about, too, is how almost a sense of your innocence, your innocent thoughts are taken away once you start to get older. Because when you're a kid and your parents kill a bug, right, you're like oh my god no like just take it outside i'm gonna get a piece of paper and you try to save that bug as much as you possibly can and then once you get older and you start to have fears you're just like no kill it kill it now kill it now get it out of this house i don't want it here you're freaking out about it you want it dead and it's almost the same way that some people can think about humans is they better off not being here and it's sad Because why? And oftentimes it has to do with skin color and stereotypes that people have made around these groups and it's just heartbreaking that still today we have to say, say her name and Black Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, it's crazy, it's unfair, and it's sad, and it's heartbreaking. I'm literally hearing this and I'm like, oh no, like I just want to cry right now, but... Sorry guys, got a little deep there for a second. But it is really powerful to just see how poetry can inform other poets and their own work. And I really, really hope that you as a listener can also feel inspired through all of the different poets that we talk about in this podcast. And one last quote that I really want to share before we dive into the poem is one from an interview with Vice. Barnes says... Poems will not save your life, but what poems can do at best is provide you a roadmap so you can save your life. They're just little maps, if you're listening to yourself, if you're trusting yourself. So for today's episode, we will be reading their poem. My dad asks, how come black folk can't just write about flowers? This poem was published in their poetry collection, I Be But I Ain't, which was published in 2016. But John been dead 11 months. In my blue margin reduced to arterial, there's a party in my house. A house held by legislation, vocabulary, and trill. But hell, it's ours. And it's sparkle on the corner of U Park, a channel of black electric. Danny wants to walk to the ledge up the block. And we, an open river of flex, we know what time it is. On the ledge, folk give up neck and dismantle gray navigation for some slice of body, it's June. It's what we do. Walk down the middle of our road and given view park, a lining of Bois 10th, and a Jack and Jill feast and good black area. It be our road. We own it. I'm saying, with money, our milk neighbors collaborate in the happy task of surveillance they knew. They pivot function, they call the khaki uniforms I shift, review the architecture of desire spun clean, and I could see how we all look like ghosts. Three squad cars rolled up at my door, and it's a fucking joke. Cause exactly no squad cars rolled up to the McDonald's Bajan was shot at, and exactly no squad cars rolled up to find the murderers, and exactly no one did what could be categorized as they job. Depending on how you define time spent for money earned for property, and it didn't make me feel like I could see less of a gun in her holster because she was black and short and a woman too. She go, this yo house? I say, yeah. She go, can you prove it? I say, it mine. She go, ID. I say, it mine. She go, back up on the sly. And interview me going all, what's your address? Don't look. And Hugh say, I feel wild, disrespected. And white go, can you explain that? And Danny say, how far the nearest precinct? And Christian say, fuck that. And white go, can you explain that? I cross my arms. I'm bored. And headlights quit being interesting after I called 911 when I was two years old. Because it was the only number I knew by heart. I love this poem. And why I really love this poem is because... I almost feel like I'm kind of connected to it with the fact that I kind of grew up around the View Park area and had many friends who lived in View Park. And the thing about View Park is that many people believe, you know, the View Park area is the Black Beverly Hills. And that is because it's a neighborhood of Black people who have a lot of money. And then everything else around it is more of like a low-income kind of area and this and that exact thing is what i'm getting from this poem is the fact that the cops were so quick to come to her house than they were when her friend was shot in front of a mcdonald's in an area that's not full of money and it's frustrating why does money equal protection? I think this poem deals with the issue of racism and classism, and I feel like it intertwines the intersections of both of those, um, because it's a huge problem that we have to deal with in L.A. L.A. is so segregated, um, based on class, based on racism, based on class and racism, and that's why I really love this poem, because it's L.A., it's a form of L.A., um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in on All Things Anisa Barnes and make sure that you share this with your friends and family members and I'll see you guys next week. Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Bridget Yang and Peter Davis. Bridget Yang also researched, wrote, and edited this episode alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website getlit.org. That is g e t l i t.org. See you then.